this episode of the Council of the Wise Developers. This is our final episode of Season 1. But don't you worry, we'll be back next year with Season 2 to bring you the tech wisdom no one else can deliver. In this Voices of the Tech Community episode, we'll interview hallowed tech prognosticator Jay Selswell. He will make a never-before-heard prediction about the future of tech. Then the head of the council, Enoch Wise, will interview Morgan Lee Kessner, software engineer and accessibility advocate. I'm Johnny McCode, speaker of the council. You either die a mid-level engineer or live long enough to spend your whole workday in meetings. I'm Johnny McCodes, Senior Editor of Tech News. Here are some headlines trending in the tech community this week. A company responded to diversity and inclusion complaints this week with more commitments. Leaders of the company's employee resource groups were hopeful this latest round of commitments would lead to positive change because they have no memory of the past and still haven't figured out how for-profit institutions behave. Word in the venture capital rumor mill has it that several high-profile VC firms may be funding defense tech startups in Florida, further bolstering that region's tech cachet. In a related headline, Florida Startup launches app that delivers live alligators to children's parties. Hello, I'm Johnny McCodes, senior softball thrower for Council of the Wise Developers. I am incredibly honored to have with us today a titan of the technology world, uh, a prognosticator par excellence who has seen into the future time and again, predicting technological breakthroughs years or even decades in advance. Uh, he's a futurist and entrepreneur. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Jay Selswell. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Johnny. I hope it's not too late in your local time, Mr. Selswell. Oh, no, Johnny, I'm not low on sleep. I'm exhausted all the time. I'm being so correct so often is very draining. Of course, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. You are known for your many correct predictions of technological achievements. Currently, you are predicting that by 2028, wind power will produce all of humanity's energy needs. We're getting close, but some might doubt that we'll make it. How can you be so sure that this specific prediction will come true? Johnny... The neocortex of mammals gave them the ability to learn new behaviors. That was 200 million years ago that it evolved. Just a few thousand years ago, mammals called humans made wheels. Then a hundred years ago, we had electricity. This is the law of accelerating returns. Right, of course. Uh, I, I didn't see this listed as a law in any scientific sense, though. You're just ahead of the curve and they need to catch up. I might be so far ahead of the curve that you wouldn't understand the answer. Wow. Okay. I apologize. 
You know, Johnny, not everyone sees me the way you do. I actually get a lot of uh, criticism. Really? People have called me pseudo-intellectual huckster. (laughs) They say I use technical-sounding language to sell magical thinking. I mean, how do I respond to that? (laughs) How do you respond to that? Also, a lot of people ask me if I'm getting too old to keep up this prediction game. You know what I tell them? I... I am very young and spry for my age. I just damaged my central nervous system, scanning it for digitization, which I then uploaded into a computer substrate. Did did it work? It did. Though, long story short, I, I couldn't stand the computer version of myself and had to banish it to my um, refrigerator. You must have a very useful refrigerator. No, no. It's constantly trying to get me to invest in uh, companies. And in all its pitches, it mixes my legitimate technical knowledge with all sorts of logical fallacies and dramatic claims. Sums up to a waste of my time, and often I give up on opening the refrigerator and uh, just order delivery. Oh, shame. The road to progress is fraught with trials, isn't it? So true. Uh, Jay, um, Mr. Selswell, um, would you be willing to make a prediction live on air or right now? A, a, a new prediction that no one has ever heard before? No, yes, I, I would. I would be willing, yes. Oh my god, oh my god. This is incredible. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh I I'm ready whenever you are. Uh, let me just scan my portfolio. Uh for which technologies I currently have a financial interest in. Uh aha, nanotechnology. <clears throat> uh, I, uh, I predict uh, by the year 2045, nanotechnology will see uh, uh, greater use in the field of uh, medicine. Wow. Wow. So thrilling. I, what a prediction. So specific. I, I can't wait to see if this one comes true. I hope it comes true. Mr. Selswell, I... I have this really nasty cyst on my right buttocks. Maybe, may, maybe you could summon forth a cloud of nanobots right now and and fix it. Maybe. I'm sorry, Johnny. I, I left my nanobot cloud in my uh, other jacket. <laughs> okay, sure. Of course, I. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, Johnny, my flying car is about to uh, arrive to pick me up. Uh, do you have any other uh, questions about how accurate my predictions are? No, no, we're out of time anyway. Thank you so much, Mr. Selswell. Jay, Selswell, everyone. Bye, everyone. Uh, singularity is only 2 to uh, 47 years away. Oh, Enoch is going to be so pissed that he didn't get to meet him. Boop, 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 boop.
Now let's hear from our partner, Gigafirm. Gigafirm is a huge multinational software company that makes software for everything. Gigafirm loves open source. We're showing how much we love it by giving it a big old bear hug, then never letting go. Ever. We used to call open source a cancer, but now you can trust us. And now, for the interview segment, it is at last time. He is a one-man hate raid. Enoch Wise is our glorious leader of the council. A billionaire transhumanist 10xer on the spectrum. In the basement of his Florida mansion, Enoch is wiring together up Nikolai Tesla's bones, billionaire DNA scraped from the walls of private jets, and raspberry Pi boards to create the ultimate presidential candidate for 2024. I give you Enoch Wise. Hello, uh, I'm Enoch Wise. I'm here with uh, Morgan Lee Kessner, a software engineer and uh, 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 A11Y advocate. Hello, Morgan. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so here. much for coming on. So you are an advocate for A11Y. What, what is A11Y? So... In short, that stands for Ally or Ally, uh, and it uh, means accessibility. Um, it kind of came. Oh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I thought well, it was some kind of know. HTML entity string I'd never heard of. It it does come from like a tech, like a tech infrastructure thing where there was a lot of letters in between A and Y, and so they just put eleven in between. And like Kubernetes is Kate's. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Okay. So what does one do when they advocate for uh, accessibility? Uh, man, that is a good question. So lots of different things. Uh, from my point of view as a software engineer, that things that I advocate for is to write good code that is semantic, that works with an accessibility tree um, that screen readers use. So simple things like um, images having alt tags if it is a logo or making sure that if a link says click here, that it doesn't say that. It says, you know, if you want to talk to our our customer service, go to our contact page. Um, so having like descriptive links. Uh, it also means not just on a software level, but on a hardware level, like having the assistive technologies to help people uh, interact in the digital world and, and physical world. So, you know, we, a lot of people use ma uh, a mouse, but sometimes people can't use a mouse. So being able to navigate with the keyboard is really important. Creating screen readers, the technology, the programs that allow uh, for for screen readers to work, being open source and free. Uh, so it it spans pretty broadly, but you can all, you can all kind the of technologies for screen readers, open source and free uh, generally. No, 
I would say Google has a Google and Apple have free screen readers. So Apple actually has like a whole accessibility application on your computer where you can set up any assistive technologies that you need on your computer. Google has a voice over extension and Chrome extension. And there, I think there are a couple others. I, one of my goals this year is to actually get better at understanding a little bit more about screen readers. I think I work a lot with making sure that we are interacting with the keyboard without a mouse is really important. And, but I haven't gotten into where I know the ins and outs of each screen reader application and, and testing with all of them. Usually I just kind of stick with one because yeah. it's broad, it's a, but you got to start somewhere. Right. Like when you want to lay off your entire engineering workforce, you, you have to start by firing one person. So I can relate to that. <laughs> so advocating for uh, accessibility in a, a for-profit company, does that ever create any wrinkles? Not when I give them numbers in, in terms of like how many people have a disability. So like 600 million people in the U.S. have a disability. Um, and that was a, that was taken in, in census 2018. Uh, and the, and their disposable income is altogether $490 billion. So what I, I like the sound of that. Yeah, it's a big market that not a lot of people are, are tapping in or they could tap more into. Um, so I bring up simple numbers like that just to kind of get people to like, oh, wait, this is important. And then kind of bring it back to like, you want more customers or you want more people to access your your software, your product, then why not make it available for them? And get people to empathize, you know, what it's like to like have a broken arm and only have one hand for six weeks, you know, that you can use. Um, that's like a temporary disability, right? Or a situational disability would be like carrying two bags of groceries, but you can't open the door. So wouldn't it be nice if you had some automated doors? But those automated doors are also really good for wheelchairs. Uh, so you don't have to open or close anything or people with arthritis so they don't have to pull on heavy doors. So I think from like, is it hard to be, or like what's it like to be an advocate for a profit company? I think it's one of the best places you can be because you can make a lot of change. Uh, I used to think that I wanted to be in the accessibility sector, like a, uh, working with companies like you to tell you that your site is failing a whole bunch of violations. So I don't want to know about that. I don't want to put that right under the rug. <laughs> well, eventually someone will sue you and say that your website's inaccessible. That's a good and point. Have, and, uh, you know, it didn't work out for, um, well, for Domino's, how about so. this? What I usually do is when I uh, ignore cybersecurity risk, I just count on my cybersecurity insurance to cover the lawsuits and the liability. So can you direct me to anyone that could sell me uh, accessibility negligence insurance? 
Yeah, there's none like that, unfortunately. You'll still have to pay a settlement and you'll still be required to make your site accessible. And that does not mean- Oh, even if the insurance pays out, I still have to fix it. You still have to fix it, oh, yeah. Damn it. And and those accessibility widgets, those that you see on sites where it has like a the person with all their hands and feet right. out, those don't work. Uh, they won't count. This is getting yeah. complicated. Look, it is a, a, as a very successful and hyper intelligent uh, and ruthless capitalist. Uh, I can't help but thinking it would be easier to find a way to not think about this. Um, isn't ignoring complex human needs a time-honored business strategy? Don't you think it's ready to let that go? <laughs> I mean... If you talk to me more about numbers and how much money I'll make, <laughs> I'm very interested. That's a good Just point. Just think about this. $490 billion disposable income in the sector of people with... Or adults with disabilities in the U.S. is a big number. So... If you have a website that is accessible, then they're going to go to your website because that's the one that they can access easily. So it's not just like, oh, let's just make sure that color contrast is great. Like, let's make sure that they have a good experience from start to finish, whatever whatever, whatever they're doing on that website, you know. Um, and then you gain a loyal customer because the sad thing is, is that the majority of websites are not accessible whatsoever or they're like half half accessible or people use these widgets that says that it helps them but it just makes it worse so when you create a site that makes it easier for people to use it then you you've just gained a huge market and they're going to stay with you why because it works and it's too much time to try and figure out another place where someone could shop, read, or, I don't know, buy stocks of your company. <laughs> Maybe they okay. want to be a ruthless capitalist too, but they need access to the tools that you Everyone have. Everyone should have the chance, right? Yeah. <laughs> Equity or something? Yeah. Well, I'm having a brainstorm. So patent trolls go out and sue people over uh, silly or legally questionable patents, right? They create uh, troll farms where they try to create lawsuit opportunities by finding people who are unwittingly uh, running a follow patent law. Can't we do this with Lighthouse in the Chrome browser, run a script to scrape the entire web, find all the low accessibility scores and sue them into the ground and then keep uh, a proceed of the lawsuits? <laughs> proceed of the lawsuits. Well, what happens is, as you know, in Texas now, they're creating a constitutional precedent to sue other people for problems that have nothing to do with you, with abortion. <laughs> so maybe we could do something like that with accessibility. <laughs> um, it doesn't, I don't, well, lawsuits do happen and I don't I'm know. I'm saying let's dial that shit up. I want yeah. <laughs> a lawsuit every day and I want a cut of them. Well, why would you get a cut? Because I'm rich <laughs> uh i mean unless you were actually making these people's lives well i'll sue on behalf of uh disabled people somehow i don't know oh. we'll figure that part out so you're gonna create a lawsuit group that will fight they didn't for... even know there was a lawsuit opportunity so i get a finder's fee for getting them a suing opportunity <laughs> well i don't i think this 
kind of already happens unless you're like have a more cutting edge reason of why someone beat me to market. Is that what you're saying? Gosh. I'm just saying law. I'm just saying law firms already do this. Like they okay. they use Lighthouse. They use uh, other quick, easy, automatic um, accessibility tools. And if they see that you fail a lot, then they'll send out an. Well, first of all, I'm not a lawyer. This is not lawyer. I'm not giving any legal advice. Oh, I'm not a lawyer either, but I give out legal <laughs> advice constantly. I haven't been sued yet. Oh, wait, you have insurance, right? So much insurance. <laughs> Are you profitable for uh, paying, even with paying all that insurance? My accountant says it's a write-off. I'll have a very stern talk with them after this to make sure. Oh, anyway, they sent a notice saying, like, you know... We're going to file a lawsuit. Your site is inaccessible with WCAG 2.1 guidelines. Um, and then either they will follow through the lawsuit or or they won't. It depends. But usually what they do is they pick like the most, uh, they focus a lot on a lot of retail e-commerce sites because a lot of people shop and um all the more reason we need to leave the real physical world behind and get into the metaverse. <laughs> oh my goodness, metaverse. I was just talking about that. That just seems... Someone said it kind of looked like Second Life, you know? So, without the legs. It's just floating bodies. Well, what I'm hearing in what you've been saying thus far is automation automatic operations, removing the the need for physical limitations, and ultimately I want all of us to be uh, uh, uploaded uh, into the cloud. So it seems to me maybe the ultimate accessibility concern is not to worry about what uh, uh, blind and deaf users, uh, their issues on a website, but to get a USB cord attached into the back of everyone's uh, neck. <laughs> So our, You're laughing because that's a great idea, right? Our subcon well, this is already a sci-fi story. Our subconscious will be loaded up into a, a hard drive, and that we could just switch out bodies whenever we want to, and save it on a on a server somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call it the metaverse because that's Zuck's stupid idea. Mine, my, my cloud paradise is going to be better. But yeah, I mean, if 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 my physical body dies or I lose an arm, I just generate a new one. And download paradise. myself into it and, you know, eat donuts as a robot. You know, someone believes in your story, uh, your idea. It may not be me, but. Well, as long as they have money, who cares? Because <laughs> that's all you're after for. Like, yeah, isn't that all that matters? I mean, why do we have an internet if not to make a whole bunch of money? But the internet is free. <laughs> not if me and Zuck have anything to say about it. <laughs> Did you help him with the new name of the parent company? Uh, no, I, I'm not speaking with him anymore. Priscilla Chan was my girlfriend, all right? He stole her from me. <laughs> Priscilla and I were going to come up with a whole nonprofit. Look, let's not get into it. I'm getting very angry. Nonprofit? Oh, The so... Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. Let's just say it had a different name when we were dating, all right? <laughs> so do you feel uh, convinced that... It's, it is good to think about accessibility. Well, the problem, I am starting to see your point, but it does sound like caring about other people. So I'm a little hesitant, but I am going to talk to my lawyer about it. So that's more than it what usually happens. Money, though. 
No, I mean, I'm trying to find how to get more money. Yes, totally. That part I'm sold on. I think uh, the market is like uh, twice as much as like uh, uh, as other markets. So I think you know, hmm. I don't, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, so I'm not gonna say all of it. But it is, it's one. I think when people think about catering to people with disabilities, mm-hmm. first thoughts are like senior you know, senior folks, people with vision impairments, deaf, or people who are deaf, but their cognitive behavior or cognitive uh, disabilities. Um, There are mental disabilities. I mean, anxiety and depression fall underneath that. Uh, There are a lot of physical disabilities that don't happen when you are older. Uh, sometimes you have it for most of your life. Sometimes you get in an accident. Uh, so it's just uh, someone has said, like, we are only temporarily abled in our life. Um, one day we're all going to have some kind of disability. I wear glasses, so I, I can't see far away. So I do have some sort of disability, but not but not one that anyone really thinks about because mm. there's corrective lenses or LASIK. Right? We have or VR lenses. goggles, so you don't have to use your real eyes. But you know. sure, yeah. Well, I guess you yeah. need VR goggles that plug into the retina, but th- they're working on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, my tangent is is um, uh, it's it's uh, it's not a small market than than like we initially think. It's very broad and very vast, and there are a lot of things you could do to make people's lives better, and you know, for you, make money because. Would you say that Mark Zuckerberg is cornering this market? So if I say become the best, uh, create the best, most accessible web products, I would make Priscilla jealous. Yeah, I think I think uh, Priscilla would be jealous. Okay, I'm in. My lawyer is going to be calling you after this, definitely. <laughs> I'll I'll shoot uh, Priscilla an email. Or buds. You have an email. Oh, okay. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> she hasn't responded to my last 12 emails, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, one unrelated question. Uh, how much Haskell uh, code do you write uh, on a day-to-day? Zill. Why not? Uh, it's not, uh, not what I do. Um, I we have a lot to Haskell talk about. <laughs> Oh, it sounds disapproving. No, I, I always hide my disapproval of uh, other humans very well. Uh, <clears throat> do you have any other comments you want to, uh, now that I'm sold on accessibility, on uh, your advocating uh, activities before we go into the lightning round? Uh, yeah, if you don't know where to start in making your code accessible, write semantic HTML. That is one of the best things you could do. I mean, I would never write HTML for longer than five minutes, but I suppose I could do that. Yeah, we you could write it for three minutes. Maybe. As long as I don't have to write any JavaScript. <laughs> All right, Morgan, well done. You've made it through the main interview section. Now we increment to the lightning round. Play lightning round sound effect, please.
Now, you didn't notice, but I had an autonomous drone fly into the room where you're sitting, and now there's an electrode on the bottom of your chair. So, if you don't answer these questions A, correctly, or B, quickly enough, you'll receive a probably non-lethal shock. Do you understand the stakes of this high-stakes game? Oh, I do. Excellent. Let the lightning round uh, uh, begin. Morgan, what's the best uh, piece of business advice you have ever heard, probably from me? Uh, that you like money. Excellent. I was close to shocking you there, but you got it. All right, next. What book would you recommend to our audience, if you were me? Deep Focus. What is Deep Focus? It's by Cal Newport. It talks about how to get into the zone of like what you're doing and to filter out distractions and make real progress. Sounds useful for a developer. All right, next question. What's one uh, attribute or characteristic of a successful founder that uh, I have? You kind of listen. Thank you. It's very sweet. What, Morgan, what's your favorite uh, personal productivity practice uh, that involves biohacking yourself with an illegal substance? <laughs> well, considering in the U.S. we're supposed to work all the time, I would say illegal substance would be sleep and that you should get some. Oh, well, <laughs> I know a doctor who can get you a prescription for anything, so wink, wink. <clears throat> uh Okay, Morgan, uh, what's a new or crazy business idea you'd like to uh, pursue if you have extra time, uh, but I would definitely do better? Uh, make all the websites accessible and figure out how to make money on it. That's the best answer on this podcast yet. Well done. All right. Uh, uh, what's an interesting or f fun fact about you that uh, uh, would help me feel uh, superior to you? I wear glasses. Okay. All right. <laughs> Slightly superior. Not, not as much as I was looking for, but it'll count. All right. Uh, what's uh, one of your most important passions uh, outside of work, and uh, how can you automate it? Oh, uh, man. I love uh, Lindy Hop swing dancing, and I don't know how to automate it. Uh, I just Have you seen those Boston Dynamic robots? They can dance and jump, so... Oh, yeah. I bet you, maybe one of those dog robots can do the dancing for you. And you sit on it, you know, right next to the gun that they install to kill terrorists or whatever. I'll, I'll uh, work on some Python to figure out how to work one of those robotic dogs. A scripting language. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> all right. Final question. You're doing well. You've made it through all the questions. Morgan, why aren't you uh, as rich as I am? Who's to say I'm not? Oh, no. Whoa. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I'm going to have my lawyer run the uh, net worth estimation script on all your public records. <laughs> yeah. How are we defining rich? Oh, in terms of money, is there another way to define it? Uh, and what is money? Is it crypto? Is it cash? Is it investments? Is it just... Likes on Facebook. Yes, uh, on a blockchain. <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's say uh, physical dollars, U.S. dollars, or cryptocurrency. Nothing else is money. Nothing else. Investments aren't money? 
Well, they can be turned into cryptocurrency or cash. Cash, yeah. Is there any other money things? Trying to think. Maybe raw compute power sold by futures like pork bellies or corn, but I don't think Amazon is quite there yet. I'm going to beat them (laughs) to that market. Uh, Good luck to that. Thank you. Well, Morgan, well done. You've passed the lightning round without being shocked. Not everyone can do that. Yeah, I like being alive. You won't need to once you're in the cloud, though. We're going to fix that. Um, Can you give us one final word to the developers out there before we sign off? Don't stress out about things you don't know because no one knows it all the time. Our job is problem solving, not know all everything. Unless it's Haskell. If you don't know Haskell, you're a failure at life. But, you know, that goes without saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you write Haskell? Does a bear shit in the woods? Yes. I compile it to WebAssembly. I would never compile it to JavaScript. Sometimes I compile it to Java just to fuck with people. But yes, I write a lot of Haskell. You sound a little scarred from it. Are you, scarred? you sound like my therapist. I'm not a therapist, just a developer, an engineer. Personally, I think if you can write code, you're pretty much qualified to do anything else. (laughs) Well, thanks. Uh, That might be the, like, nicest compliment you have said today. Nice work. I'll edit it out. Don't worry. (laughs) The Council of the Wise Developers is a satire podcast focused on technology. Our goal is to first make you laugh, but also to make you question what you already think. That means we may give you cognitive dissonance. Feel free to disparage us on your favorite social meds. If we do give you cognitive dissonance, but you think this turns out to be a negative and not a positive, leave us some feedback on councilofthewise.dev. We intend to carefully consider feedback from our subscribers and may address concerns in future episodes. Also, special thanks to freepd.com for supplying us with public domain music. Much of the music on the podcast comes from freepd.com.